Welcome to the Untangle and Thrive podcast, where we talk about real problems, real clients, and real solutions. Now here is your host, Angela McKinney. Hey, it's Angela McKinney with the Untangle and Thrive podcast, and welcome back, everyone. I can't believe we're in we're in the flow of holiday season. <laughs> it just sort of bit me. Hanukkah is this week. I'm just bitten right now, kind of shocked. I always get a little shocked around Hanukkah. Uh, we do celebrate Hanukkah in this home. It always kind of comes earlier than I expect, sometimes not. Anyway, I hope everyone is doing well and gearing up. And so today, a couple of things I thought I would focus in on. Energy, energy. I think that's my word today. We're going to untangle energy, energy with the holidays, energy in your life, flow energy, creative energy, dead energy, <laughs> interpersonal energy. So let's take the idea of energy and energy is the linkage of flow and communication. And let's just travel for a moment and think about everything pretty much in our life we have an intimate relationship to. I have a very intimate relationship to my microphone, <laughs> to my phone that I'm looking at, to my computer. I have a bonding interchange. A lot of it's unconscious. It kind of can hold a certain feeling state in my body. I can either, depending on what that feeling state is, I either will want to work towards it or move away from it. So if we think of everything in our life as relationships and that these interpersonal relationships that we are experiencing unconsciously, mostly, is impacting our energy, then the world opens really powerfully. And this is really, when I look at my book, and please God, it's done by the end of this month. That would be the best holiday present for myself ever in the world. But when you think of it, it just opens up dimensions and dimensions of possibility. If we go around our life knowing how to untangle all of our relationships with everything, including the microphone that I'm speaking into, if it's charged up for you or you don't quite understand how you feel about it or there's confusion or murkiness. So when we strip down everything to the basic roots of our system, we're people who want to motivate towards pleasure. And a lot of us get very confused <laughs> with short-term pleasure versus flow pleasure, exchanging energy pleasure versus isolating, self-numbing pleasure. So one creates energy, right? Receptive pleasure through engaging. I'm getting energy and pleasure as I engage with you right now. And the other one says, oh, I can't engage with you. It's too overwhelming. I don't know what's going on with this microphone. Okay, I'm going to move away. And I'm going to go over here and I'm going to get my pleasure met. I'm going to go eat some of those great donuts. <laughs> I'm going to have some pretzels. I don't know. Maybe I'll just, I don't know, collapse, watch some television. <sighs> now what? Maybe go out with my kids and get some ice cream. So there's my trying to get my energy met and pleasure met in a, in a way, but it's draining me. And it creates sort of internal starvation. It's never satiated because I'm not really meeting myself and my needs. 
I'm buffering, I'm numbing them, I'm trying to escape them. I'm trying to avoid the microphone. <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid the microphone. But I'm not investigating the relationship I'm having with the microphone. So it's unconscious. So I'm just in this unconscious dance. <sighs> and so when we're in an unconscious dance with avoidance, which is mostly our brain's attempt to move us from some something it doesn't quite understand or hasn't put together, possible pain or harm or danger, doesn't really know because it's not very present, and move and work over here towards getting pleasure met. And often those pleasure-seeking methods take us into lower, more negative, more self-hating and isolating, um, draining systems of energy. Make sense? Okay. So at the root of the entangle method is about conversion of energy. We're wanting to work with our dirty purse or our phone that, that causes us anxiety, right? Or a room that overwhelms us or even a cabinet that overwhelms us <laughs> or even that drawer, you know, the drawer that's very overwhelming. That's a good one to untangle. Why do we want to work with these things around our space? Because they're collectors of very, what I call wisdom <laughs> of intelligence. Yes, they're collectors of intelligence, emotional intelligence, reflective intelligence, um, conscious intelligence, right? So the job really in any self-well program or self-help program is, is bringing forward awareness. And my whole attempt is to get it as efficient and as quick <laughs> and possible inside these pockets of awarenesses that really help create systematic transformation. And systematic transformation feels very different than a self-willed strategy. Well, I'm just going to do the, I'm just going to, I'm going to attack my microphone. I'm just going to do it. You know, the Nike commercial. I'm going to push through it. But mm, it's not very pleasurable. And I definitely am not producing a systematic change in the act of just doing it. Now, if I had become really available to be taken somewhere inside of myself in a new way by the engaging of it, then I've created a systematic shift. So we untangle to get to the roots of the unconscious relationship we're having that is creating energy drain. Negative feelings, negative emotions, negative attitudes, negative thoughts. I can't handle it. I can't do it. I'm too overwhelmed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just all too murky. I'm confused. The, the, the waters of chaos, confusion, and overwhelm. Those waters, people. <laughs> and with holidays, those waters get really triggered. Actually, all of this entire COVID period, these waters are incredibly triggering. And it's really easy to unfortunately bond and try to manage these waters. And then what do we do is we're seeking relief because the, the, the chaos of uncertainty is so overwhelming to our system that it just wants relief. And so why I like to bite-size little things like the microphone or the dirty purse or the cluttered you know, closet, like these little bite sizes. Why do I like that? Because we need skills in learning this artistry. 
And often we make things too big. We've got to transform our entire money story today. Everything's just big and grandiose because we feel so inadequate. So we make these huge gestures, which our system can't even support, right? So we start small and then we move up and we move up and we get, and we grow through a process of untangling. So if I have mm, a fraught relationship to putting myself out there in this podcast, which, oh, by the way, if I say on a scale of one to 10, 10 being really high, where's my scale there? I don't, it's amazing. I, I don't really, it's, I'm not really triggered by it, which is amazing. Uh, <laughs> but talk to me five years ago, right? I would have been totally traumatized. So where's the, where, how do we get from here to there, right? Well, if you have this sort of tangled relationship where you're avoiding something you know would move you towards embodying your bigger life, there's part of you really hungry to embody your bigger life, but there's just this interference, stuckness, avoidance, call it whatever you want, eckiness that's getting in the way. And then you're just sort of collapsed and your energy's down and it's drained and you're focusing all over here and you're just, you're scattered and you haven't set the, you just haven't set it up to achieve the goal. Well, if we can start to untangle the relationship to the microphone, right? Or even to the vision, to the goal, whatever that could be for you. I'm just using microphone because it's right here. <laughs> I'm looking at it. It's, it's my vehicle to, to, to talk to you. It's meaningful, right? But, but, I, but I know a lot of people who are avoiding their microphone right now. And I know a lot of people who aren't optimizing and delivering and living into their bigger self. And I know a lot of people who don't quite know how to pull out those pieces and access themselves in a way that moves them towards it and not in a punitive Nike commercial way, but in a really meaningful, resonating way. So energy, you can look around and you can start to wake up to all the little things that are sitting around you in your life and check in, is this a heavy energy? Is this light energy? Does this give me, does, what's the energy of sitting here at this chair? Do I, do, am I lifted up or am I collapsing down? If you even just put it in your body as a dance and you sort of peek around or you sort of tune into your closet, for example, does it just sort of start to, hunch you over and drain you down? Or does it, do you love what you see? Do you get excited to see it? Do you get excited to open your closet? How does it feel in your body to encounter your clothes? It's very telling, right? And we are so addicted, people. We are so addicted to managing unconscious relationships with our clothes and with things around us, disconnected ones that drain our energy. And then we're just drained. 
And we're just managing them, we're moving stuff around, but we're not truly engaged with the present. Right? So take an area in your life where you just look at it and you feel dread. <laughs> you just feel, oh. Yeah, it could be bills. It could be one bill in particular. It could be your closet. Just start paying attention and look at how much power. Okay, so there's a lot of power when, it, when something in our life causes us to collapse and drain because it's, it's, it's just not clear yet what the relationship is and, and how do we convert its energy. We have to collect the negative energy to convert it into positive energy. This is where I am not just have great thoughts and feelings and then your life will be okay. I really feel like with the science of integration, what we know now is we need integration. I need to really know what the what that energy draining relationship is doing to my body because it usually people is a residue of past unresolved trauma issues relational issues visibility issues safety issues really important stuff right so we're not just gonna barrel over them and not tune in to what's getting unconsciously triggered to me it never works that way. I tried the other way. It really doesn't work. What works is attunement. What, what works is linking the unconscious part that's creating suffering and drainage to the present conscious part, which can convert it into passion, inspiration, and energy by reorganizing a present-day relationship to, say, the microphone. Right? So I have one in my left hand. I always put the energy draining system in my left hand. I always put the energy creating system in my right hand. And the linkage is in between. It's in my heart. It's in my stomach. It's in my guts. And it's percolating around my head. But it's not coming just from a thought. It's coming from a relational dance. And if I'm avoiding something, right, and instead of just oh, managing the avoiding, hating myself because I'm avoiding, da, 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 if I could embrace it, if I could start to open towards it and go, what, what's going on here? <laughs> what is my relationship to this microphone? Gosh, I'm giving a lot of power to make me not want to do anything here. What is it, right? And we can start to engage it presently, curiously, and bring in a little play. I know people, the other thing, in converting dark energy into light energy or, you know, positive energy or inspirational energy or motivational energy, my experience is, is we have to get playful. I just, we have to embrace play because we need imagination to get present. It's, it, we often use our imagination to escape life, to, to sort of manage the fear and the drama of the nightmare fairy tale. And, and that is not a resourceful way. That's the imagination really hijacking us. So if it hijacks us that strongly, then how can it convert us, right? We need to sort of use the elements that take us into our broken storms to also convert them and take us into new, I don't want to call them storms, but areas of interest, okay? So the imagination is everything. And, you know, a lot of people roll their eyes right here, right now, because it's like, oh, really? I'm going to do this? This is so retarded. This is so lame. Are you kidding me? 
have to work really hard. <laughs> I get it. And yes, you say, okay, thanks for sharing. Step aside. That defensive judgment, harshness, bleh, I'm not going to play. Just terrified part of you. Just a terrified part of you that feels threatened. And that's just where it goes. But we have to understand that we need to embrace play. So what do we do? Well, we flip. If everything in our life is a relationship, then we sort of start to play with it as it, as it is, as it's a real human relationship, relational exchange. And then I start to go, okay, little microphone, what do you, what do you have to say to me? <laughs> and I let it speak to me because it's already speaking to me, people. It's already speaking to you. It's in your body, just not maybe tuning into its channel. And if we can tune into its whispers, its channels, its exchanges, wow, you're really, you know, you're really a piece of shit. You should never even put yourself out there. You suck. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who? Uh, uh, uh. Then there's all this stuff going on, right? In this one little tiny relationship. And if I'm not awake to it, if I'm not working with it, if I'm not challenging it and reshaping it and claiming it in a new way that turns me on, people, it's going to continue to put me in those abandonment structures, avoidance structures, um, confusion, confusion, overwhelm. I don't know what's wrong with me. That one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I can't do it. Or helpless or powerless. And, uh, Okay, so when I say I really wanted to come up with a methodology to drill into the root systems, this is by far the most efficient, effective way to untangle and get a great relationship to something that was causing trauma, disorganization, shutdown, you name it. A lot of people can shut down and create trauma around their microphone their inability to use their microphone to support their life, the way they use it, the way they avoid it. They could go on a bender because of the shame of not being able to have a healthy relationship to this microphone. It is huge. It is huge. And for any of us who have safety issues and visibility issues, these things are huge. If we can get rightly sized and rightly aligned and we can start to open up and claim the experiences we want to have with stuff today, then we get mobilization. We get empowerment. We get agency. It is huge. It's huge to get ourselves walking once we've been collapsed. Like how do we get our feet underneath us to open and move in a new way? It's life-changing. It's life-changing. So then all of a sudden, if I'm inter interrupting or intervening in this negative draining relationship with my microphone and I start to pull it out and I start to piece it out. And if you want to go deeper with this work, go to my first four episodes because I really break them down each step to the process. Right now, I'm just giving like a, more of an overview, more of an en energy sort of travel where that one travels to where this one can travel. And then the middle safety. And it's a safety within the experience of the relationship, which, by the way, is so liberating that I don't have to get safe everywhere, <laughs> that I can just start to get safe right here with my relationship to my microphone, that I can just start to work these muscles in a very skilled way to build capacity to have a new experience. 
And what we know about the neurobiology of trauma is we unwind old trauma through new pleasurable experiences. So my brain isn't going to focus on whether or not you like the show and who emails me and how many people saw it. It's going to focus right here in this meaningful interplay of exchanging and collaborating and engaging pleasure and meaning and connectedness, that there's the intrinsic value. And I'm giving myself, I'm paving a way to then convert a negative draining energy into one that's more present. And all that energy has to go somewhere, right? So I could be managing the negative one by being disconnected and avoidant. <sighs> okay, or I could stand in myself, wake up, gather the data, gather the, the intelligence, gather the wisdom to challenge my brain and my body to get them talking to each other to better understand what's happening. Oh, I'm not going to move towards my microphone because it's really shaming me. It's humiliating me. It's threatening me. Well, of course I'm not going to move towards it. My body's not engineered to move towards those things. But now that I've located it, now that I've gotten it conscious, now that I can sort of mm, maybe think, well, that, that's not so accurate, really. I mean, that's kind of silly. I mean, I can understand it, but is it really relevant today? No, it doesn't feel so relevant today. I guess it could if I give it all this power, but if I just want to have a new experience here, hmm, maybe I could maybe I could play here. Maybe I just try something out. Maybe I don't even have to put it out in the world. Maybe I just want to hear it. I just want to play, engage. So we start to engage it and build a relationship, a new relationship to it. And maybe we like it or maybe we don't really like it, but maybe we start to find some attunement and some pleasure within the relationship. And so all this stuff is mixing now and it's creating energy flow and it's creating dynamic energy flow. And before long, if you stay in this, you start wanting to have these bigger experiences. You start wanting to take more risk. You start wanting to put yourself out there. It's not some mental strategy. It's coming from this deep connectedness within a relationship, within one little relationship, people. Okay, I clearly get very excited <laughs> by this work. It's a good thing because I've spent two years writing a book about it. But um, my hope for you is that you just take away one little piece and it just starts to jolt you a little bit in your life. Look around. Collapse your energy. Drain your energy. Is it confusing energy? What are, you, what are you avoiding? Wake up to the avoidance. Don't attack it. Don't hate yourself for it. It's completely normal. Some part of your body has some unconscious threat or fear or terror relating itself to the experience. And if we can start to link it and start to collaborate within it, we start to open up space for new energy flow. And when energy starts to connect, it starts to create positive energy. Now, this can get really optimized in competitive athletes or people who are artists, and that it can take you to a completely different place called flow. But and for my purposes right here, right now for you, is to get you engaged. Because we don't get flow unless we're engaging and mixing and collaborating deeply 
within a harmonizing system. We're intersecting dynamically to access flow. But it's the same thing to convert negative into positive. It's got to start to interchange and inter interact with each other. Okay. All right, people, we need a lot of good energy right now. So untangle something and let me know how it goes. And I hope you have a beautiful week. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out our life skills programs. We take these creative life skills and integrate them into a practice. Check out the details at www.untangleandthrive.com slash program.